Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are talking once again about the Camino de Santiago, or the Way of St. James, the pilgrimage trail to Santiago de Compostela in Spain. And last year, we recorded a special series about walking the Camino Frances. And this year, we decided to walk another trail, but a different trail. Yeah, so this one is called the Camino Primitivo, which is called that basically because it's the very first Camino. Right, so it's usually translated as the original way in English, and the King of Asturias walked it in 814 AD, so it's a 1,200-year-old trail, and we decided to do that uh, just these past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's a much shorter trail, which is helpful, I think, especially uh, because you have problems with your feet. Yeah, yeah, I developed a problem with my feet on the Camino Frances last year, and it still hasn't gone away, so I was pretty worried about how that was going to go this time, and it went okay. I didn't have nearly as much pain as I did last year, uh, but I was still ready to be done by the end of the 13 days, which is how long it took us to walk the Camino Primitivo. Right, so the Primitivo starts in a city called Oviedo, and that's in the region of Spain called Asturias, and we had never been there before. And so firstly, it was really nice to visit Oviedo and see some of the attractions there before we started walking. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of old churches there, which date from around the 9th century. Um, it's also got a very good tradition of cider. And so there are cider bars all over the city. Yeah, that was a surprise. I didn't know about that aspect of Asturian culture, uh, but we enjoyed it. Yeah, and they also have an unusual way of pouring the cider. So you go into one of these cider bars and they'll just pour you a, a very small amount at a time. You basically mm -hmm. buy the whole bottle, but then you have a lot of glasses of it, but they will... Um, the guys will come along when they want to refill your, your glass and they will pour it from a height. And so the bottle is, I don't know, two meters above the glass, but they're able to pour it successfully into the glass. And then that's just part of the ritual of what they do. Yeah. So they basically hold the bottle way up above their heads and hold the glass down below their waist and they pour it and it all goes into the glass. So yeah, it's part of the show, part of the spectacle, and uh, it makes it a lot of fun. For sure. So the Camino Primitivo takes you through Asturias, as we mentioned, and also Galicia, which is where Santiago is. So it's a much shorter trail. It was we thought it was about 311 kilometers, but when we got our certificate at the end, it said 334 kilometers. So we scored an extra 23 kilometers out of that. Mm -hmm. um, last year, we walked uh, nearly 800 kilometers, so it was much shorter. And really, because you only go through these two regions, and the regions are quite similar, I feel, in, in landscape, didn't have the variety of the Camino Frances, but it had its other advantages instead. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, there are far fewer people that do the Camino, Camino Primitivo compared to the Camino Frances. The Frances is definitely the most popular one. So there were really only a handful of people who were walking it at the same time as us. And so we saw the same people every day. We were staying in the same albergues, the same pilgrims hostels each night. We were eating dinner together as a group each night. And so we became a really close-knit group and got to know these people quite well really quickly. And that was a very special part of it for me. Yeah, between, I guess, the evening of day two until about 
the evening, day nine, yeah, we spent a lot of time with these people and there were about probably 12 of us who were doing the same stages. Yeah, and it was really great because on the Frances, there are so many people and you meet a lot of people and you make your connections, but there are so many people you don't meet as mm-hmm. well or you'll you'll talk to someone and they'll say oh did you do you know these other people from so and so such and such and you'll say no we didn't meet them and then you'll mm-hmm. meet people that other people don't meet um but on the primitivo yeah it was different because everybody knew everybody and and we all knew each other by name and and that was really nice i think that was the spirit of the camino really came out as strong as it ever has for us just uh, within that group Yeah, and I wasn't sure if it would, because for me, the Camino is the Frances. That's always the Camino that I had heard about. And so I didn't really know what this other Camino was going to be like and if it was going to have the same spirit. But it definitely did, and I think it was perhaps even stronger. Yeah, I think that smaller group really helps in that way. Um, And the fact that on the Primitivo, there are fewer albergues, and so you're sometimes almost locked into a particular stage, whereas on the Frances, you can do whatever you want in terms of where you sleep, because there are places to sleep every few kilometers, so you can choose the next village or maybe a village before where other people go and things like that. On the Primitivo, you have less choice that way. And so in the end, most of us just did the same days every day. And then that was nice because then you would catch up at the end of the day. Sometimes people would leave before you or after you. Sometimes you would see them on the trail and walk with them, or sometimes you wouldn't. People have their different rhythms. Um, There were a couple of people in our group who walked faster than us, so we tended not to see them during the day, but then we would catch up with them again at night. Um, And so it was just a great atmosphere and and experience that way. Mm Mm-hmm. And we stayed in some really nice albergues, too. One in particular where they cooked a communal dinner for us and everyone ate together. And that was our third night. So it was pretty early on. And that was when we really got to know some of these people that we then continued to walk with uh, the rest of the way. Yeah. So the weather was a bit of a challenge for us this time. It was. We walked in late May, early June, which was the same time that we started the Frances last year. But Asturias is in the mountains, and both Asturias and Galicia are very green places, and that also means they are very wet places. Yep. The, all that greenery needs, uh, needs rain to grow, and so we got a lot of rain. And that was tough. It was also quite cold. It was colder than I expected. And so, I mean, sometimes it was just a little drizzle, just very light rain. And that was fine. We got used to that. But there were a couple of days when we had to walk for hours in quite a hard rain. And it was really cold and miserable. And that was probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, for sure. Um, Day two was very wet and so we walked in hard rain like you said for about four hours uh, and actually but it was that evening that we started to meet some of these people who we would walk with and so it really turned around very quickly for us because um, you know it was a tough morning that that morning of day two but then by the evening we we met all these lovely people and we were in a beautiful alberga in the countryside that night as well and so suddenly it all changed uh, it all turned around and then really the next seven days or so we didn't get rain in Asturias it was very foggy and misty Mm -hmm. Um, we had complete cloud cover every day and sometimes the visibility wasn't that good so it didn't there was no sun at all basically in Asturias for the week or so that we walked there but yet it was so atmospheric and kind of mystical and uh, I really Mm. loved that part of it Yeah, I think you were enjoying the mist and the fog by the end of it. Yeah, for sure. And then later when we got into Galicia, we had one sunny day, which was our day into a town called Lugo. And then later we had a couple of rainy days. And so the last part of it I didn't enjoy as much. 
Um, we took a rest day in Lugo and most of the people we were walking with did not. And so we lost track of them for the last four days after that. But then we met up with them again in Santiago at the end. And that was really great to have that reunion. And it's one of the great things about the Camino is yeah, seeing the people who you met along the way at the end. And then you can swap stories and stay in touch and everything. And that was really great. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, and it was a surprise to see them in the square when we arrived in Santiago, because I thought that most of them had arrived the day before us. But in the end, we all arrived, for the most part, on the same day. We just hadn't been walking together for those last three or four days. Yeah, and so we were able to catch up. We all went out and had drinks together, and then some of us had dinner together. And, um, and that was a really nice way to end it, I think. And because the group was so close throughout the whole way, it was great to be able to meet as a group. I think when we were on the Camino Frances, we, you know, made friends with certain people, but we didn't have a large group of everybody kind of together. And so that made a, a different experience and a special experience this time. Yeah, that's true. Right. So after two Caminos, there are many more. There are. Um, I have this image that I really like to look at. It's a map with lots of different trails. And so... Who knows? I'm sure there are more Caminos in our future, so maybe next year we'll try to do another one. I, I think that we will. Finally, a reminder that if you enjoyed this episode and if you're interested in the Camino de Santiago, be sure to check out our special audio series called The Way that we recorded last year when we walked on the Camino Frances. You can find all the information you need at englishin10minutes.com slash the way. Listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.